the Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Every pitch is your pitch. The greatest show on dirt. Omaha! Omaha! Deep to left field. Way back there. Gone! A grand slam! Omaha wins the college world series. Now, they can add college baseball to their trophy case. Welcome, everybody, to the Big Bets on Campus College Baseball Edition. This is Colin Wilson. Find me on Twitter at, at underscore Colin1. And joining me, as always, Mr. Brad Audrain. Twitter handle at Real Brad Audrain. Uh, Brad, we're just coming off watching the SEC tournament. Arkansas is well on their way out of that. They're solidified in a pretty much a two seed. No one's coming to Fayetteville for a regional. I have to ask the question, is the SEC, but let's take Tennessee out of the equation. Is the SEC a non-factor for Omaha this year? Arkansas is a non-factor for <laughs> Omaha this year. That's, that's a absolute certainty. Let me start off by saying that we should fire our head coach. who didn't even come to the game today. Maybe he has COVID. Nobody knows. Got to be done. He He's too embarrassed to announce that he had COVID. The SEC is a factor. It's just it was a a funky season because we had Mississippi State and Ole Miss ranked so high to start with, and they fell off so fast that it kind of killed the RPI for everybody else because beating them means nothing. So that was, you know, or if you lost to them, then you're dead in the water because their RPIs were so low. At the end of the day, I do think the SEC still is a factor in Omaha. I think Tennessee is definitely a factor in Omaha, but but uh, Arkansas, despite Arkansas not being a factor, I do think that you know there's some teams that could make some waves. I, I love Texas A&M still. Vandy and LSU. Hell, I, I just don't know what we're going to get out of them, but you know we'll we'll see. But there's there's a lot of other teams making jumps, and I'm looking forward to talking talking about them outside of the SEC maybe a little bit this week. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, this podcast this week is going to be pretty light on the head-to-head matchups and the conference tournaments, and I think everybody should realize that we don't. I don't bet conference tournament action, and the reason is because these coaches treat it like midweek games. They don't want to throw their best starters unless you are in a critical situation where you're trying to slide into the regionals and, and you have an RPI that's maybe outside the top fifty, or maybe you're projected as a you know on the bubble watch. Uh, these coaches don't take these conference championships very serious. Now, I want to watch everything out of the ACC championship tournament. Uh, but, you know, Brad, you can attest to uh, teams just show up to Hoover and they kind of throw their midweek guys because they don't care about this tournament, correct? I mean, the best, the best teams have no reason to risk pitching their best guys, playing their best lineup. You don't want to get anybody hurt. It's a great week for rest. If you, if you need to now, if you're Arkansas, you needed to win and we still lost, uh, which is <laughs> shameful, embarrassing. It's, it's awful. Alabama is not even that good. And they beat us three games in a row. So, uh, but, but no, you know, you're, you're looking at teams that, that have a shot. And what, what you notice over the years is the teams that, that put too much energy and effort into these, something always happens. They always slip up when, you know, regional super regional when they get to Omaha if you try too hard in your conference tournament it's 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 a recipe for disaster 
Yeah. So I, that's the whole thing. We're paying attention to the teams that we know. And that's what we want to make the theme of this week's podcast. We want to focus on teams that are projected to be super regional hosts, not just hosts or regional, super regional hosts who we don't have any action on in the futures, who we are seeing not giving their best effort in their conference tournament. Uh, you know, Miami right now, as we're recording this, trailing uh, early in the ACC tournament. So we would really like these teams that are super regional teams to kind of bow out, get healthy. Uh, it's been a formula of success for a really long time. I can't remember the last time a team won the SEC tournament and then went on to be a real factor in Omaha. So that's what you need to do. So you're going to, we're recording this on a Wednesday. You're probably going to hear this on a Thursday or a Friday. Let these teams lose before you go and hit their futures because odds makers will lower a team just for losing in their conference tournament when in reality, some of these coaches don't care at all. And I think that brings us to the ACC. And Brad, we should, <laughs> we should talk about this off the air. I think you and I should have a $500 side bet on if the ACC is going to win the College World Series, I would make the line minus 110. I'll run it by a few of my odds makers buddies and uh, see if they can get that posted up at the books. Would you take an ACC, say, I'll give you all the ACC teams or the field? Who would you take to win the College World Series? Well, knowing my bias for the SEC, um, I'm going to have a hard time betting if I have to choose a side of the fence and knowing that Tennessee's on the other side, I'm probably not going to jump to jump on the ACC side. However, it's hard not to. I mean, looking, looking at what they have to offer, you know, with Virginia Tech, with Miami, with Virginia, with Florida State, with Louisville, I mean, they, they've got some contenders and there's going to be a lot of activity. And, you know, look, you make the bet, and then I come to find out that all eight teams that are left in Omaha are from the ACC. I'm gonna be pretty ashamed, and I'll have to pay my five hundred dollars. But uh, but right now, if I had to pick no, I'm gonna go with no on that one because I, I still believe I do believe that Tennessee is the best best team out there. But um, we haven't given them a lot of love this year, so no. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we haven't. You and I were in Cosmo, uh, you know, about you know six weeks ago. We pulled the the college baseball odds and noticed that Tennessee was plus one fifty, which is just an asinine number when you think of you have to win your regional, you have to win a super regional, you have to survive an unbelievable bracket, and of course, Omaha always brings the best weather in the world. Uh, you're gonna have to go deep in your pitching staff, and you know these sticks, these numbers they're putting up, number one in everything from OBP to slugging to home runs per game, you know that. <sighs> The, Brad, I'm being. This is the same numbers I saw out of Arkansas's offense last year, and they didn't make it to Omaha because the bats got shut down, and an NC State team that was hungry came in and shut us down. So, do you think something like that could happen to Tennessee? A hundred percent. I mean, look, there's no guarantees in this game, and there's no guarantees in in anything. College baseball. What I what I've learned is it's the hardest. It is the hardest sport to win a, a title in because you, you know. Baseball is difficult anyways, but, you know, you have to win over and over again, again, in one game series many times, or you get put behind the, you know, behind the eight ball. If, if you don't, uh, it's, it's just really, really hard to win head to head one game in baseball. And I think that's why we love it so much because you have to show up every day. It's not a, it's, you don't get to take a game off. You don't get to have a golden state moment where you get beat by 40 and then you come out and win the next game by 20. You don't get to do that. 
Because if you do that, then you have to win the next three games by 20. You don't get to you, you have to you have to win. You get put in the losers bracket and you have to then come out and win the extra baseball games that you didn't think you were going to have to play. And so it, it makes things a lot more difficult. And you you don't get to start the same five. You you're your number one most important player is your pitcher. So it's just a lot different than any other sport when you have the head to head matchups. Yeah, find another college baseball pod that's dropping NBA references, and uh, you probably won't find one in the world. So I think the reason that we're on this subject is because we want to focus on the teams that are projected to be uh, super regional hosts. And if you're new to college baseball, what that means is is on Monday, Memorial Day, they're going to announce the regionals. It's going to be 16 sites, four teams go to a site, so 64 teams, just like March Madness. And those teams will play in a small little bracket play uh, you know, with a, you can lose to two and Q two and two and you're out. And, and so that will determine 16 winners. And then after those 16 winners, there will be eight super regional hosts that will play best two out of three. So what we want to do on this podcast is we want to focus on those teams that are projected to be super regional hosts right now and what their betting odds are in the market. And if we should go and grab them, forget the conference tournaments, forget what happens in the conference tournaments. Because what you want is a super regional team that's going to host, knows their own ballpark, makes people travel, maybe cross country. um, And that has great betting value and getting them to Omaha. So I'll go ahead and start off. Tennessee is number one on the board, uh, projected to be the overall number one seed. They'll host a super regional. That's a lock. Virginia Tech, Pennsylvania, number two. That's a lock to to be a host of super regional. Stanford, three overall seed. They're a lock to host a super regional. Uh, right now, sit at number four, Oregon State. I don't care what happens in the Pac-12 tournament. Oregon State is hosting a regional and super yeah, regional quarterback. They're a lock. They're a lock. Five, Miami. Uh, I think they can drop this and still be within the top eight. They're a lock. <laughs> yeah, Alex Rodriguez Park at Mark Light Field. I mean, that uh, who doesn't want the college baseball world to ascend on A-Rod's, uh, on A-Rod's little park down there? Uh, Maryland, not in the ACC, in the Big Ten. They're penciled in at number six. They won the Big Ten overall regular season title. We'll see how they do there. Uh, Louisville, another ACC team, seventh currently. And then we rounded out with Texas A&M at eight. Now, Texas A&M didn't play tonight. Like I said, we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, I think Texas A&M is going to need at least a victory, maybe two, in the ACC tournament to, to, to stick in that super regional spot. But, uh, you know, that's the way that it's looking right now. So if we go to the futures that Brad and I have put down so far, we already have some of these teams. Uh, a few weeks ago on this podcast, we took Texas, I took, we took Texas A&M 150 to one. That is now down to 30 to one. Brad took Virginia Tech 50 to one. That's down down to 25 to one. Uh, and then, you know, Maryland's up there. Uh, we, we took Maryland uh, 90 to one on the podcast. And that's down to 75 to one. I'm a little puzzled that they're a six overall seed uh, and they're 75 to one. They're going to host a super, but that's what we're playing with. Now you and I, Brad, we've been trying to get into Oregon state. We've been trying to get into Oregon state. We can't get a good number. It's never been better than 10 to one. So Brad, of all these super regional teams, what's the one that you want to get into right now from an investment standpoint? So new to the scene, uh, you know, I saw them play earlier this season against Arkansas in the preseason, uh, and they beat us handily. And I thought, you know, hey, it's early. Look, you know, whatever can happen. They lost some games early. Stanford Cardinal has gone on a tear. They've got 13 straight wins, Colin. 
coming down the stretch. I mean, ending your season on 13 straight wins, 14, I believe, if you count, if you count their tournament victory tonight. But again, that one is, you know, neither here nor there. But I mean, they've got two starters, Alex Williams and Quinn Matthews, who are both eight and one, sporting 1.65 and 2.5 ERAs. Quinn Matthews pitched against Arkansas and shut us down <laughs> for six innings. I mean, absolutely shut us down. They've got uh, Tommy O'Rourke that comes out of the bullpen. So I, I think they've they've got the pitching, and I believe when you go to their hitting numbers, they've they've got two guys, one at 15 home runs or 19 home runs and 15 home runs, and then uh, three guys that are supporting around 10. I mean – they, they can hit the baseball, they can pitch, and they've got a good defense. Stanford is known as a baseball, you know, it's a baseball school. They've always, they've always competed, they've always contended. And uh, I, th- I think the odds for Stanford right now are at 13 to 1. They're a looking at a potential three or four seed. And I'm, I'm going to roll with the Cardinal here. I believe that's, that's the bet to make the new. The newest guy on the scene, they're hot, and you want you want the hot team coming into this this time of year. 100% agree, and you want that third overall seed. Why? You end up on the other side of the bracket from Tennessee once you get to Omaha, so that would make it a pretty sweet deal if, if, uh, if the Cardinal can uh, pull that three seed. But uh, this is definitely a future that, I mean, they're coming on strong. Uh, I echo everything Brad said. Stanford right now, you're – they are pretty much they are a lock for a super regional uh, and they have one of the best park factors. Uh, you know, a lot, not a lot of people bring this into play, but Klein Field has one of the lowest in runs per game and park factors of any host. I think that's just a big advantage to who they are as a team. Um, you know, their RPI is in the top five. They're 20 and five at home. So when I talk about park factors being a big deal for Stanford, this is a team that's lost five times at home. That's it. So when you're going to host a super regional, it's almost like you can pencil them all the way going in. Love that number. Brad, I'm going to pivot back to the ACC. I think I've actually departed the SEC fandom and, and somehow fallen into the ACC. I'm going to go with the Miami Hurricanes, 25 to 1. And, you know, this is a team, they just they, they don't dazzle me with some of the overall stats from a fielding percentage, an OBP, and a home runs per nine. But they're seventh in RPI. They're 28th in non-conference RPI. They're 10 and 5 versus the top 25 RPI. When they have played the best teams in the nation – they have won at least two of three every single time. They're 28 and eight at home. So like we mentioned, Stanford at 13 to one, this is another team that dominates at home, 28 and eight uh, at Alex Rodriguez uh, Park. Uh, and they're led by Carson Palmquist. Now, if anybody knows anything about college baseball, if you have a dominant lefty on your staff, you will go far. You want to know how Michigan came out of nowhere and made it to the championship game, the championship round. They had a lefty uh, throwing that their second pitcher was a lefty stud that blew everyone away, uh, throwing complete games in Omaha. So I love lefty pitchers. We got that with Carson Palmquist, 105 strikeouts and 75 innings. He had 14 saves last year. Now, why do I bring that up? Because when you get into these crunch moments, I mean, anybody that's been to Omaha knows everybody's available to come out of that bullpen. And if Carson Palmquist saved 14 games last year, I don't see why he can't come in on Saturday and Sunday games. If they need him, the Saturday pitcher, Carson Lagan, a righty, uh, he's good for five innings. He averages a K per inning. But the reliever, Alex McFarlane, that's the glue guy here. He can come in for two innings, get anybody out of a jam, 40 innings pitched, 59 Ks on the season. Miami, 25 to one. 
super regional host. Brad's going Stanford 13 to one super regional host. And we are both crossing our fingers are on the other side of the bracket from Tennessee. Now, Brad, let's go ahead and review before we let everybody go with our two new futures. Uh, let's go ahead and review uh, some of our previous ones because people, maybe they didn't hear the previous podcast. You want to know where we're at with our futures portfolio. Uh, I have a Maryland 90 to one. I took on the show 75 to one Brad Virginia tech 50 to one. When you took it down to 25 to one, feel pretty good about the Hokies, huh? Hey, and currently listed at number two and they're in your, uh, they're, uh, they're in your ACC side of the $500 bet. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, I know, I know I'm, I'm in trouble there, but I do, they continue to hit, they continue to play great baseball. Uh, the Hokies, the Hokies have come on strong. Yeah, and I think what I should also say is Park Factors is going to be a really big deal when it comes to totals. You're, you know, on the Action app, we don't have the ability to plug in plays, but I'm going to try to be as clear as I am with where I'm throwing my money uh, on Twitter. And Park Factors is a really big deal when it comes to totals. Virginia Tech's Park, the ball just absolutely flies to the moon out of that place. You know, they're they're in Atlantic Union Bank Park. It's English Field, like I mentioned on Twitter earlier today. Like, please send Auburn, Sonny Deshara, please send a monster masher up there because it's just going to be highlight reels all night on Sports Center. But look for Virginia Tech. They're going to try to outscore everybody that comes into town. So, you know, that's definitely one that I would feel pretty good about. Uh, some of the others that we have in the portfolio, uh, I think on the first podcast, I took Southern Miss fifty to one. It's down to forty to one. They they should get a regional, Brad. Right? Are they are they sixteenth? Yeah, no, they, they're. I think they were. Somewhere around like number nine, number 10. So if AM slips too hard, Southern Miss wins their tournament handily, you know, it takes a lot to jump this time of year, but Southern Miss has the opportunity to potentially sneak in for, for something like that. And I, I think the thing with Southern Miss is like, I feel confident that they can win a regional. And then when they go on the road in a super regional, listen, this team is eighth in road RPI. They're second in ERA. They're second in whip. This team can pitch the lights out. Uh, you know, their defensive fielding is in the top 50, uh, but, you know, they're slugging as top 100. They're on base as top 100. So the bats would have to get hot, but Southern Miss can easily win their regional. Then they're going to play underdog probably uh, somewhere, you know, probably not out on the West Coast, probably somewhere local, uh, you know, in the Sunbelt SEC region. So, you know, we'll see what Southern Miss can do. I, another one that we've got on the list uh, that we, if you, if you didn't listen to a previous podcast, we have Texas A&M. Uh, 150 to one that is down to 30 to one Brad you had no kind words for uh for Texas I I was wrong. I, you know I'm, I'm <laughs> I admit I admit my failures and that was a failure I also thought you know I picked Arkansas I thought that they were I thought they were coming on after that Auburn series and uh I was dead wrong man so A&M they've <laughs> they haven't lost the series and I don't know how long They've been playing great baseball. Uh, if they're able to host, and I didn't think at the time they'd even had the opportunity to get into a spot to host Super Regional, and here they are. They're in They're in the eight, eight slot right now, and my guess is they're probably going to keep it because I don't – they got to give two SEC teams uh, a Super. Uh, you know, I think just based on the, the past, they almost feel like they have to. So I don't know if, I don't know if that'll hold, but if they do – AM is a great bet because get to Omaha, anything can happen, but you got to get there. And AM playing at home, Jesus, I'm telling you, man, their fans are brutal. They they pack them in tight and they all have their cheers. And it is it is brutal on, on the opposition. 
So you're t- what you're telling everybody is the 12th man shows up to Bluebell Park to, at Olson Field, and that can be a, a pretty big determining factor when it comes to home field advantage down there for them. Exactly, 100%. Home field advantage is big time uh, in Bluebell. And uh, like I said, they, their stadium is not large, but somehow they are loud. <laughs> and, and what's funny is Brad says that from a – uh, from a park factors perspective, the stadium isn't large, but at the same time, they have one of the lowest park factors out there, which means they have scored a ton more runs on the road than they have at home. So I, I would keep your eyes open if you see any Texas A&M totals coming out of me, um, you know, which <laughs> generally you're going to see uh, a lot of Sunday overs. You're probably going to see a lot of Friday unders. Uh, college baseball works a little bit different than MLB. MLB Sunday unders are really the name of the game. But in college baseball, by the time Sunday rolls around, teams are on their third game and uh, things get a little loose with the pins. So uh, that is our portfolio future. We have added Miami 25 to one, locked to host a super. We have added Stanford 13 to one, locked to host a super. Both these teams have some serious uh, home field advantage, good park factors going in their way, and pitchers that can really dial it up. So that's going to do it for us. Brad, you got anything before we come back next week and uh, talk about how Arkansas slipped to a three seed in some sort of in some region out in Oregon State? They'll go to Corvallis and lose like they have everywhere else over the last month. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do fear for the for the poor one seed that's got to host Ole Miss as a three or four seed. Right. Uh, but <laughs> but they'll. It looks like they're going to sneak in. So, so good luck. To, good luck to that one seed. I wouldn't want to come across them, but all that to say, I'll, I'll, I'll take your five hundred dollar bet, and uh, I'll be I'll be anti ACC despite the fact that the ACC is awfully strong with what looks like to be eleven teams getting in the tournament this year. Yeah, Brad mentioned three seeds that are coming on strong. That will be here next week. We're going to record next week. Should be out on Thursday for everybody that wants to bet on the regional starting on Friday. But our job is to next week come with you with two and three seeds, teams like Dallas Baptist, teams like NC State, uh, you know, teams that are getting hot at the right time. They're going to slide in these regionals full of fire. So uh, we will be here next week to break all that down about who you should take and where the odds have value. Um, Thanks to Brad for joining me. And we will talk to you guys next week on the road to Omaha. Omaha.